0: Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to be talking today about how long does a marriage last after infidelity? As it's a question that causes a lot of debate and controversy. As with any relationship, there is no one answer that is guaranteed. But what I can say is that it all depends on the actions both in the couple take to repair the marriage, as time doesn't do anything to heal. All time does is pass. It's what you do in that time that makes a real difference. If you're interested in infidelity support, then do subscribe to the show because I am going to have several more episodes coming up on how to heal after affairs, how to rebuild trust, how to know whether you want to heal the affair, what to do if your husband or wife wants to stay with you and still have an affair, so have their cake and eat it, as well as what to do if you suspect your husband or wife is cheating. And if you like videos on these topics or any other marriage topics, do check out my new YouTube channel Nicola Beer. If you would like to watch videos three to seven minutes each as well as this podcast or instead of this podcast then I invite you to check out my YouTube channel as well. So going back to how long does it take for a marriage to here or after infidelity, or how long does a marriage last after infidelity, I'm going to be sharing about a recent case study. A recent couple that came to me for marriage coaching online and how we saved their marriage after years of the expat husband cheating on his wife by going to different massage parlours across Singapore, Hong Kong and Shanghai. The wife's discovery of his cheating nearly killed the marriage and destroyed their family. I'll explain how she healed herself and how they become close again. In case this is useful to you, maybe you've been cheated on, maybe someone else you know has been cheated on and you want to learn this for yourself or for somebody else. And whilst you may not have been cheated on with a prostitute or a masseuse, the steps can be relevant to all infidelity. In this episode and in the next one coming up, I'll be sharing some general tips on getting past the affair what to expect in terms of the healing process. And the information that I may share with you today may seem basic or obvious, but in times of crisis, sometimes we need to hear those very basic things to feel that what we're going through is normal and we're not alone. And I will say in my experience, more men cheat with a masseuse, escort or prostitutes than women. Definitely in the experience I've seen, of course, it may be different. And I tend to find that women tend to have more emotional affairs. And if they start physical, it tends to be with someone like a personal trainer, a sports coach, someone they've met through parenting activities like a teacher or a single dad showing up. That's what sort of the women that have been cheating I've come across. And when it comes to workplace affairs, I find it's quite equal. Men and women cheating with work colleagues or strangers or exes on social media is also both common for both men and women. So what do you do if your husband or wife has cheated with a masseuse, prostitute, escort? Let's look at the case study of Chris and Karen, names changed for obvious reasons. So they've been married for 8 years and they have two beautiful daughters, um what they both used to think was a happy family life until the discovery of Chris's cheating. They were the kind of couple that all people told them how envious they were of their lifestyle, of their relationship. Chris and Karen were both very successful in their jobs. They took regular holidays. They lived as expats in Singapore and then Hong Kong. Life was good. Until that day that Karen discovered Chris's secret affairs with massage workers or prostitutes, as Karen liked to call them. Even three months later, Karen still couldn't talk about it without getting a lump in her throat. Because she remembers exactly how she felt that horrific day after discovering Chris's infidelity. Chris had left his phone charging and she noticed his phone kept vibrating. So she went to check it as she normally would in case it's one of his friends or family trying to contact him. And when she opened the phone, she saw a WhatsApp message saying, I've changed my number, contact me for massage services, special offers and discounts available. And the girl was half naked. Karen's heart sank. She was in shock. She couldn't believe that a girl from one of those CZ massage parlours was texting him and he had this number saved. And a prostitute had sent a naked photo of herself in the message to the hus- her husband. Karen remembered freezing for what she felt like hours. Her initial reaction was utter confusion and pain. And then she felt the urge to cry. She felt like she could feel her heart breaking physically into a million pieces. How could he do this to me? How could my Chris cheat on me? With a prostitute, she thought. She couldn't believe it. How could he do this? What does this mean? What on earth is this lady messaging my husband? He would never go to a massage parlour, surely. He walked in and saw her with his phone. And the look of horror on her face and asked her what was wrong. But she couldn't hear him. Her mind was working in overdrive and she started questioning herself. Was I not enough? Did he not find me attractive? Has he really been having sex or happy endings in massage parlours? I wonder how long he's been going. Was our sex life not good enough? She felt so sick to her stomach. She handed him the phone and the message. And immediately he began to apologise, but she just couldn't hear him. Nothing he said would make her feel better and undo what she read. She walked away and cried for what seemed like hours, whilst also taking Chris's phone with her into the bathroom, scrolling and looking for signs on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, For any other signs of cheating. Chris, unable to come up with a reasonable answer to the messages, he tried to explain. First of all, he said they'd only been once. And then, after constant questioning and other strange messages on the phone, he'd mentioned that he'd gone a few times. None of it made it any better. His excuses... Made no difference. The one person she had loved, admired, held on a pedestal, trusted completely, had hurt her so badly. Her heart was shattered into pieces and made her feel insecure and completely lost. And then she was confused with questions about the marriage. Was it all a lie? Did he really enjoy sex with her? Should she end the marriage now? She just couldn't understand why he'd done it. she had always said right from the beginning, right from when they first met, that she would never tolerate cheating, ever. Let alone paying for it. She was completely humiliated. But then on the other hand, he was the father of her two beautiful girls. How could she break up the family and take the girls away from their father? How would she explain it to the girls? To his parents, to her parents, her life felt like a complete mess. She felt like a complete mess. Before she saw me, she decided to try and work things out on her own. To see how she felt day by day. But she found that she just couldn't let go of the anger towards him. And it was eating her up. Things that wouldn't normally affect her became big issues. She lost all trust in him, about everything he was doing, and she felt angry most of the time. For example, if he said he was going to put petrol in the car, she would either call him randomly to make sure he was actually getting petrol, or she would ask him to send a photo when he was out and about. She just couldn't trust a word he said anymore, and she didn't like being like that. She also found that she was getting angry and snapping at the children over the smallest things. Anything could set her off into tears, anger or silence. When it came to the relationship, she couldn't bear for her husband to touch her most of the time. And other times she longed to be touched. And what messed with her mind even more and made her even more angry was that On the one hand she never wanted to have sex again with him and on the other she felt so lonely and worried if they didn't have sex she would push him back to cheating at the massage parlour. When she came for me for help she hadn't slept properly, was barely eating and was snapping at her children. She felt ugly no matter what she wore or did with her hair and makeup, and just couldn't be bothered to make any effort which wasn't like her when it came to how she looked. She couldn't decide whether to give her husband another chance because she hated him and she found him disgusting when she thought of women touching him. But on the other hand, she deeply loved him and she could see in his eyes how sorry he was. She also started to attack herself, thinking perhaps she was too old-looking, too conservative, too much of a mum figure. She was suffering all alone with this because she didn't want her family or friends to know but holding the secret inside made her feel even more angry at him because it's not my secret to carry, she felt. Then she came to me for after-affair recovery counselling. The first thing me and Karen focused on was clearing out the anger that she was carrying. I talked men and women through my 10 healthy ways to let out anger And she chose several from this list that she wanted to do. She went swimming and screamed underwater. She came to our online affair counselling session with a bat and a cushion to punch and bang out the anger with me to just free herself from it. She also wrote a letter to Chris that she was not planning to share with him but to read out loud to me to just say it and free herself from it as it's so important for healing to get the anger out of the mind and body. So I invite those I work with to choose their favourite of the 10 ways to let go of the anger and stress that I give them, where I hold that safe place for them to release it. Next, I did a guided meditation for her to help her sleep better, feel calmer, that she could listen to again and again by giving her the recording so that she could listen to it at night, because she found that as soon as her head hit the pillow... All these thoughts would come up and she'd want to check his social media or she'd wake up in sweats of anger and hot sweats. And then later I did another calming meditation for her to feel more confident in her body and happier. To get back to herself again as she had felt that she had lost herself after discovering the affair. Then we spoke about the relationship at length. Her dreams, her love for him and their sex life. Her future goals if they stayed together. Hoping that if they did stay together, their relationship would even be better than it was before. I shared with her a marriage plan for rebuilding trust. How to rebuild trust in the relationship after an affair. And the steps that are needed for her to take, for him to take and for them to take together. How to help her feel that she can trust her husband, so she didn't need to check up on him all the time. I also helped her to stop negative thoughts of the affair coming up, to stop images of the affair and the lady she saw on the phone, and the images she made up in her head of the two of them together, as she was stuck with repetitive thoughts after the affair coming up again and again. And this is something, unfortunately, that many people go through. Many people have repetitive images in their head, either of things they've stored from actual messages they've read or seen, or images that they've created as a result of reading such messages or hearing such things. Finally, we looked at how she could look after herself more while deciding what she wanted to do about the marriage and focus on her health and well-being. Because sometimes men and women, they'll come to me and they know they want to save the relationship. And other times people come and they're just really not sure. So it's really important to focus on feeling good in yourself. Getting a good night's sleep, eating well, all things like that. After a few weeks, she felt better and ready to see if her marriage could be saved after the affair. As the anger was gone and she was sleeping and feeling better about herself. She decided, yes, I do want to give the relationship a go because she could tell that Chris was genuinely sorry for what he had done and every time she looked at the girls, she felt they deserved a happy family life. And she still loved Chris so much and wanted their marriage to work. She didn't know if it would be possible, but she wanted to try and she was really confused at whether she would be able to sleep with him again. And have a good sex life. So we discussed how to make that happen as well. As she will tell you, some days were great and other days were awful. The hardest days were when her friends and family told her how amazing and lucky she was to have a husband like Chris. Inside she felt like shouting, no he bloody isn't great. But she just had to let that pass. And sometimes she felt numb. She felt nothing at all. And all she wanted to do was stay in bed all day and not face the world. And she was worried that she wasn't herself anymore. After the first month of after the affair counselling, she felt like she had turned a corner. And she was in touch with me much less than in the beginning. At the beginning, because I offer unlimited email and messaging support, she was sharing with me when she felt good, when she felt confused. Because she just found it easier to just have somebody to just share the emotional roller coaster that she was on. Getting the thoughts out of her head rather than leaving them going round and round and round. When Karen decided yes to saving the marriage, Chris came for after affair support as well. And I guided him on actions to help his wife heal. We worked on the steps as well together to make the marriage closer, stronger, and happier through positive actions that they both agreed on. Unlike traditional marriage counselling, we did not go over what happened or why it happened again and again. Now that is important at the beginning of discovering an affair. After that, it's about how to make the person who has discovered the cheating to feel safe and secure. Safety is needed for happiness. Like most men and women I work with who have been cheated on, Karen found that the meditations were really powerful in her healing journey to feel at peace, to relax, to sleep, and the actions they decided together to rebuild closeness and trust, the most powerful for the couple work. They liked my approach because they felt that they were moving forward rather than backwards. Karen still finds herself crying at times, which I believe and say is healthy. Crying is the body's natural way to release emotions. It's a natural process. She's able to hide her crying from her children so she doesn't feel guilty about crying and uses crying as a tool to release and move forward. Holding on to anger and sadness inside the body is bad for the mind and body and often people then suffer with the affair for longer. So finding a healthy way to release is so important. And if you'd like to find my 10 ways to release anger or get these guided meditations to help, then do check out my Affair Recovery audio program or Affair Recovery audio program with one-to-one individual or couple support. After I took Chris and Karen through my Affair Recovery program, they felt better and happier and they shared positive steps that they could take to reconnect and make more special memories together. The Fair Audio Programme and Private One-to-One Programme includes action steps to improve closeness, improve communication, as well as clearing negative thinking, negative thoughts and resentment for lasting happiness. These are all the steps that are needed. You can't really miss a step. You can't just go on a loving date night. You can't just go and have a wonderful holiday. Although that might be the first thing you think of. Of course, that can help. But the deeper work needs to be done. Clearing the past and great communication. Because we can all communicate when things are going well, right? We can all communicate with our friends, with our family, maybe in the office. But when we're feeling stressed, when there's been an affair and there's a lot of pain and hurt, Communication isn't easy. Things can come out wrong. Things we try to say to help end up making things worse. Couples can get stuck. Fast forward six months. Chris and Karen are doing really, really well. And they only reach out to me very occasionally if there's a trigger that comes up and they don't know how to handle it because there will always be triggers coming up. And again, I discuss this in the audio program, in my private one-to-one affair recovery program. Triggers like seeing an affair on TV, if there was a physical place that the affair took place, driving past it, where they were in the house sometimes, can be a trigger of reading things. There can be all kinds of triggers. So if you're listening to this and would like to know more about how I support couples to heal their marriage after affairs, then do reach out to me. And I just want to say, whilst all of my programmes are focusing on the solutions rather than the problems, it's not that we pretend that the affair didn't happen. It's not that we don't get closure on the affair. It's not that we don't look at why the affair happened, or look at how to support the reasons that the affair happened. For example, low self-esteem... Lack of connection in the marriage, lack of sex in the marriage, poor communication. And sometimes the the relationship can be absolutely wonderful and someone still cheat. So we address what we need to address, but we don't stay stuck in it. Because it doesn't help. And asking the same questions again and again, checking social media, GPS tracking, that can work for short-term relief in a relationship. But there have to be strategies to move past that point. No one wants to be in a relationship where they have to be checking on their partner. No one wants to be in a relationship where everything they're saying is not being trusted. And then you may have listened to my other podcast episodes on compulsive lying. If there is compulsive lying, that also needs to be addressed. Thankfully Chris and Karen have rebuilt their trust, cherished their family time and work as a team to make the most of their life. They've also changed their relationship to alcohol and their relationship to their phones as they realised that an area that was affecting their marriage was spending too much time on the phone or numbing out in front of the TV with alcohol. Instead of connecting and engaging. Like they used to do at the beginning of their relationship. Now this may sound totally crazy here. But those that I take through my Affair Recovery Programme. Whether they work with me directly. Or they get the more affordable audio program. They get to see that there really can be some gifts of infidelity. It really can be a gift if it can change the way you approach your relationship, the way you approach your life, the way you treat each other, the way you value each other, if you've had a massive wake-up call. And if you're interested in my opinion on once a cheater, always a cheater, do check out my YouTube channel because I talk about that on my YouTube channel. So I really hope that from this case study, if you have been cheated on or you've been the cheater, And you're wondering how and if your marriage can be saved, that this has given you some hope. It's difficult to go through the anger or loss or numbness or those feelings of disgust on your own or getting poor advice from friends and family. And the reason that I say it's poor advice is because, of course, your friends and family love you. They want to help you. They have your absolute interests in the forefront of their mind. But they also have their pain, their childhood experiences, their relationship experiences, their insecurities, which are also affecting the the advice that they give you. So if you do talk to friends and family, really be sure to take everything, as the saying goes, with a pinch of salt. Accept what you like, reject what you don't like. And of course, confide in people that you can trust because the last thing you want with everything that you've got going on is worrying about other people talking about you behind their back when you're already going through so much. One of the things that a lot of people ask me is what is the affair recovery timeline? And again, I talk about this in one of my YouTube videos, what the normal is. There is no set pattern for healing. The most important thing to really remember is that time doesn't heal unless you take action. All time does is pass. It's actions that matter and make a real difference. So to find the gifts of infidelity, you need to take action. Sometimes people find the gifts in saving the marriage and becoming happier. Sometimes people I work with find the gifts in leaving a relationship where they didn't feel valued or happy and rebuilding a new life in line with their values, with dreams, and they find that this is the best gift that they had. Now, the last thing I just wanna finish up on is saying that some people that you may speak to may say that you can either never recover from a cheating husband or wife. Other people may say that it's no big deal, what happens all the time, people cheating with people on the internet a prostitute or masseuse. And both of this, of course, is unhelpful. So the most important thing to do is to go with what you feel is really, really helpful. If you'd like to book a 20-minute free call with me to discuss further, I'd be happy to talk you through how I help others. You can just go to my website, nicolabeer.com and book a call with me and we can talk it through. And if you do nothing else, After discovering your husband or wife has cheated on you, please love yourself as much as you can. Do things to boost your confidence. Do things to physically look after yourself. Make sure that you give your body, your mind, what it needs to recover. Because it's so painful going through that emotional roller coaster. I like to say, and you've probably heard me say this before, treat yourself like you have the flu. If you had the flu, you would sit on the sofa, cover yourself in blankets, eat good nourishing food, not expect yourself to be the best parent, the best worker. You would just allow yourself to just relax and recover. And allow yourself to relax and recover. So like I said, do reach out to me if you would like any support. And if you have any questions or suggestions for podcast episodes, for YouTube videos, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can contact me at nicolabeer.com. Have an awesome day ahead. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com, where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show, and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing, love filled day ahead.